Good morning. Centuries ago, the psalmist said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome all to Naples United Church of Christ. Welcome to those who are in person as well as those who are connecting with us online, especially the community at Arbor Trace. My name is Mark Williams, and I serve as the senior minister here, and what a blessing it is to be with all of you for worship. And I'm Reverend Angela Wells-Bean. I'm your minister for congregational care, and we are thrilled to have you with us this morning. I want to extend a special welcome to our first-time visitors or anyone who's new to our community. We are especially glad to have you, and we would love to get to know you better Fellowship time today, because of the inclement weather, will be across the gathering place in Nelson Hall. And our coordinator of membership and stewardship, her name is Chelsea Godwin. She's a wonderful staff member, and she would love to get to know you and answer any questions you have. So please make your way to fellowship time after worship and meet Chelsea. And now I would like to ask everybody to register their attendance with us. So if you're here in the sanctuary, you can grab those blue attendance pads that are at the edge of your pews. Take a moment to fill it out with your contact information and pass it to your neighbor. And if you are joining us remotely, you can write your name in the comments section. Tell us where you are this morning. And while you're there, you can click on a link if you'd like to, and that will pull up a PDF of our bulletin so that you can follow along with our service order. And also for those who are joining us remotely, today is a communion Sunday. So if you haven't already, you can take this opportunity to get your communion elements so that you can participate in the sacrament with us a little bit later on in the service. A number of events happening in the life of our church today. Later this afternoon at noon, all are invited to a prospective new member luncheon. If you're interested in joining the church and want to know more about the church, Pastor Angela and I will be present at the luncheon to answer any questions you might have. And if you're interested in joining the church and you sense that it is time, uh, Chelsea Godwin, our uh, staff member, will be in Nelson Hall following the service today, and you can sign up up to be part of our new member Sunday coming on February the 25th. Due to the inclement weather, our focus for the Serve and Grow series today over in Nelson Hall was scheduled to be our endowment committee. That has been postponed, and there will be a future Sunday where the endowment committee will be sharing back with all in the congregation about their ministry. Also today, following our worship service, there'll be a parent cafe in Nelson Hall. Uh, for parents of our young people, a great opportunity to uh, connect with friends over in Nelson uh, following the 9 o'clock worship service. And later this afternoon at 3 o'clock, we're going to be welcoming Lindsay Garrison to our sanctuary. She is a concert pianist, and this will be a terrific concert. A little bit more information about this concert in your bulletins. And look forward to hosting Lindsay this afternoon at 3 o'clock. And speaking of terrific concert pianists, many from the congregation were at Barbara B. Mann last night, where Dr. Sasha performed, and it was truly extraordinary. (laughs) 
And later this afternoon at four o'clock, our middle and high school youth will be meeting for uh, their event here at the church. So be sure uh, to be present at four o'clock if you're here and you're a middle schooler or a high schooler. Is that all for today? (laughs) That's quite a few things happening just today. We have more going on um, later um, in the week that I want to bring to your attention. Just a few things. There's a lot going on, so take your bulletins with you. But just a couple things I want to highlight. If you're interested in getting involved in our Wise for Mental Health ministry, that meeting will be on Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. And we'll be talking about the covenant that's coming before our annual meeting next week. So please do join us for that meeting if that interests you on Wednesday. And later on Wednesday is our Reduce the Ranker Forum, much anticipated forum, right here 3 p.m. on Wednesday. It's co-sponsored by Greater Naples Leadership. And this is a conversation with seven community leaders, and they're going to be talking about the incivility in our community. We've all experienced it. We can't talk to friends and loved ones anymore because we don't see eye to eye, and it can just feel like our sense of civility and common decency has really eroded. And we have two former congressmen coming. We have a former county commissioner incredible people. Um, We have the president of GNL, we have an author, a publisher, and our own Reverend Dr. Sharon Harris-Ewing. So that's a very timely conversation. Please join us at three o'clock. I will tell you that we're expecting a very full house. So that means come early to get a seat, but also please carpool if you can. We're a little bit worried about our parking capacity, so please do uh, ride here with friends so we can save a little bit, a few parking spots. And that's Wednesday at 3 p.m. And then the last thing I wanted to bring to your attention this week is our environment subcommittee meets on Thursday morning. Um, And then time is escaping me, but it's in your bulletins. Thursday morning, if you're interested in getting involved in our environment ministries, learning about the Lenten fast that we're going to invite people to participate in, join us at that meeting. All are welcome on Thursday. And a brief update related to our 2024 stewardship campaign. As of this past Friday, we have received 261 estimate of giving cards, totaling an amount of $1,258,281. We are 59% of our way to the goal. The percentage increase thus far this year for the average pledge has been 23%. And we have also received 49 new pledges to date, which is superb. We ask all in the congregation to be sure to make an estimate of giving sooner rather than later so that our board of trustees can plan and so that we have a sense of how our ministries can be funded uh, here at the church. Thank you to all who have submitted their estimate. And if you have not yet submitted your estimate, there are additional estimate giving cards in the Narthex. You can simply place one in the offering plate anytime between now and March the 10th. Thank you for your generosity and support of this awesome church. 
And then finally, one week from today, the annual congregational meeting will be held following our 11 o'clock worship service. We want to be sure that we have a quorum. And so if you're a member of the church, be sure to be present so that your voice can be heard. If you are not planning to attend, there are some proxy forms that are in the narthex today, and our deacons can uh, share one of those proxy forms uh, with you. And if you are planning to attend online, there'll be a Zoom link uh, sent out later this week for you to connect with us virtually. Let us now prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Let us connect our hearts and voices together in an invocation prayer printed in our bulletins. Guiding God of grace and hope, whisper to us anew this day your wisdom and direction. Comfort us on our path. Grant us your strength to persevere. And always remind us that you are with us, no matter the challenge or circumstance. Amen. I invite you to be in a spirit of prayer with me as I offer this morning's pastoral prayer. Let us pray. O Holy One, we come to you in prayer once again as a spiritual health checkup. We try to have our priorities in the right order, but sometimes we get off track. And that's why we come to you in prayer this day, to help us realign how we're living with the call you have placed on our lives. We so often get bogged down in the details of life and we forget to see the bigger picture that you have painted for us. We so often give ourselves to what we think is necessary and fail to see what you're calling us to do, where you're calling us to go. Forgive our short-sightedness and save us, O God, from our spiritual myopia. We are reminded today of how Jesus met the needs of those around him, but he did not succumb to the tyranny of demands and many clamoring voices. Help us to follow his example. Whereas we tend to be provincial in the scope of our concerns, he thought of other communities who had needs. Whereas we tend to take our signals from others, he took direction from within, listening to your still, small voice speaking to him in his heart. Whereas we tend to live life at a frenetic pace, he went out to the desert alone and prayed to find renewal. As we walk the Christian journey, we pray that you will provide us with a greater vision, interrupt our frenetic activity, help us to find the creative spiritual pause which will make clearer our mission and refresh us for it, help us to have the courage to change the ways we go about life so that it may be both more rewarding and more fruitful. Give us the faith to follow where you lead, just as Jesus did, even and especially if it's into unknown territory. We live in a hard world, O oh God, you know this. It is full of violence and inequity and pain. Help us to take other people's suffering seriously while keeping our hearts soft and open. May we not become disillusioned by all the heartache we hear on the news, for we are committed to doing what we can to spread your love in the world. But this morning we pray for those situations that we cannot impact. We pray for our beloved siblings in harm's way in the Middle East. 
We pray that the leaders of all the nations might come to the table with clearer heads so that we can find a peaceful way forward. We pray for all the children who are neglected by the very people who are supposed to love and care for them. We pray for those who are unhoused or who have unstable housing. We pray for our loved ones who are suffering with mental or physical health concerns. We pray for our bodies, for when they're in pain and not functioning as we would like them to. Thank you, O God, for abiding with us every step of the way. Thank you for loving us unconditionally and for showing us a path forward. Thank you for the blessings in our lives, for the feeling we get when things are going well, when the ways we spend our time are life-giving and they give us meaning and purpose and belonging. Thank you. Holy and gracious God, we have so much to pray for, more prayers than can ever fit into one pastoral prayer. And so we ask you to hold all the joys and concerns on our hearts as we pray together the prayer that your son Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 to 39. If you've been with us in worship the last few weeks, you know that we are just making our way through the Gospel of Mark little by little. And if you want to follow along in your bulletins, you're welcome to, as the text is printed in them. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. And they told Jesus about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to Jesus all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. And when they found him, they said to Jesus, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. May God bless our modern hearing of these sacred words. One of the more interesting news stories we've been following this week has been the supposed discovery of Amelia Earhart's airplane in the Pacific Ocean. 
a mystery that has been rather haunting for some 87 years. In reading an article about this supposed discovery, there was a writer who often would say in this article and elsewhere in his writing about Amelia Earhart that she had a favorite quote. And one of her favorite quotes was that when all was going well in her life, she resisted the temptation to become complacent, for it was in moments of success that she liked to plan her next risk, her next flight. For she's right. There are times in our life when all is going well, when we are on top of our game, when we are successful, when a life station is working out, when we are comfortable, when folks are pleased with us. There are these moments in our lives where we feel as though we're on the top, but it can also be in these moments when God illumines to us something bigger. And we are called to the road. That call to the road to leave a place that was successful was a call that once upon a time, even Jesus honored. Walk back with me into the scripture that Pastor Angela read for us just a few moments ago. You'll recall in Mark's gospel that Jesus cast out the demons from uh, that man in the synagogue that I spoke about last Sunday. We're told that Jesus went on to miraculously heal a woman who had a very bad fever. And then we're told that Jesus healed the masses and the crowds were amazed by his ministry, by his healing, and by his preaching. Jesus then went to bed and early the next morning he wakes up and Peter and the other disciples come and find him and say, Jesus, it's time to go back out and continue uh, with these crowds. They are in amazement at what you have done. But Jesus shared back with them, no, actually it's time to go down the road so that I can preach elsewhere for that is why I have come. Jesus was sharing back with the disciples in this moment that God has created me for more than just Capernaum, as it might be the case for you all too, disciples, that maybe, just maybe, when everything is going well, when there's periods of success, maybe, just maybe, the call will come from God to go down the road. A challenging call to be sure, to leave Capernaum and to go down the road to Galilee. The text may demand a question of each one of our lives. Where are we in Capernaum right now? Perhaps you're in Capernaum in a life situation or location and all is going very good. But there is this whisper to head down the road to Galilee. Or maybe in your business, you're on the top of the world and the crowds are very pleased with your performance, but there may be this call to Galilee. Or maybe in your place of volunteering or in your place of service, all is going remarkably well and you've been fulfilled by it all, but you've been hearing that whisper to go down the road to Galilee. Or maybe there's some other Capernaum circumstance in your life that's very comfortable and familiar. And really and truly, it's been pretty good. 
But then there's that call that's come to Galilee. There was an American poet by the name of uh, Josephine Peabody. And there's a line in one of her poems that I think just sums it up for Jesus and for all of us. The little house says stay. The little road says go. The crowds shared back with Jesus. You have to stay. They are amazed. But God said go. Go down the road to Galilee. Challenging to be sure, but insofar as it's challenging, it may be evidence that it's from God. For you consider Jesus' call to go from Capernaum to Galilee, and it is full of hardship, much like many of the other classic call stories in the scripture. Noah, build an ark. Abraham, look up at the stars. Moses, part the sea. Mary, have a child. Paul, journey to Rome. There was a wonderful Christian author some years ago by the name of John Ortberg, and he said that spiritual growth is not avoiding problems. Rather, it is the willingness to take on new problems and even more interesting problems. And therein is where Jesus finds himself in that moment, successful in his ministry with the crowds in Capernaum, but called by God to go to Galilee. How did he do it, you ask? I think something happened in between. God happened. Immediately prior to Jesus sharing back with the disciples that he was going down the road, God woke up early in the morning, Jesus did, and communed with God. And in that moment, I would argue, Jesus received the courage and the strength to go down that road. For following Jesus' visit with God, Jesus is aware that much more so of his identity. I have come not just to preach here, but down the road. Really what you might consider Jesus' communion with God is more than just a moment of piety, is more than just a time out to share time with God. But really when you think about it in this text, it's time in. Jesus connects with God, walks out of that moment, and is able to articulate his call down the road. If you find yourself this morning sandwiched between a Capernaum in your life and a Galilee in your life, open up your soul to God one-on-one -on -one in prayer and receive the strength, wisdom, and courage to go down that road. Legend has it that in Jesus' day, there lived a rabbi who used to wake up very early in the morning and commune, and commune with God. And the way the rabbi communed with God was by taking a walk on the beach around the Sea of Galilee. And one morning, the rabbi was praying to God as he was taking his beach walk, and all of the sudden, a Roman guard, a centurion, hopped out from behind the bush and yelled, who are you and why are you here? The rabbi took a step back. He reached into his pocket. He grabbed two shekels of silver and said to the guard, I tell you what, if you ask me those two questions during my prayer walk every morning, I'll give you two shekels of silver 
every single day. Because as a follower of God, I cannot ask those questions enough in prayer. Who are you and why are you here? How has God created you maybe for more than just Capernaum? The little house says stay. The little road says go. And now as you go from this place, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warmly on your face. May the rain fall softly on your fields. And until we all meet again, may our Lord Jesus Christ hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Go in peace.